0: It is truly good to be with you. Um, This is much better than last year when we got snowed out. Uh, It's quite a contrast when we think about how beautiful and almost fall-like the weather has been the last few days. Last year getting snowed out, it was such a shame, but so glad that we were able to make it today. Uh, We know winter weather is coming, but what a blessing to be able to gather so easily uh, tonight. And and I've already been so blessed by the music, um, by the scripture reading, and uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of scripture reading tonight. And it's wonderful to hear different voices, to hear even different scripture translations. And I left that up to those who'd be reading, so thank you to those who read. But again, already being blessed in that. But I'm gonna read one more scripture text. And I'm gonna take you to Luke, just a little bit earlier from where we were, in chapter one. In, uh, in the text that we've already heard, Luke 2, and then on from there, and, and, and uh, on in Isaiah, and so on, We've heard really the essentials of the Christmas story. We heard about Jesus' birth. We heard about the manger and all that happens there. We heard about that which had been foretold before his birth and that which was fulfilled in what we think of as the Christmas story. We heard about ultimately his life going back to Nazareth and the beginning of what would eventually be his ministry there in Galilee. But I want to take you back just a little bit before that to Luke chapter 1 beginning in verse 26. And I'll read the text from the English Standard Version tonight. Since I'm a virgin, since I've never known a man. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, no longer barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As evangelical Protestants, it's very easy for us, and I think that we often do, throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater when we think about Mary, especially this time of the year. There's a reason for that. We, we, we react and we recognize what, what would be excesses within Roman Catholicism and their veneration for Mary. And yet, we can't tell the Christmas story without speaking a whole lot about Mary. And in the way that the text is going to speak to her, and as we reflect on this just briefly tonight, having already heard, again, the other essentials to the story, there is so much that we can admire, that we can learn from Mary in this this account here. It begins with an angel named Gabriel And there are very few angels that are named in the Bible. This is one of them, Gabriel. Can you imagine, I mean, how it was that Gabriel was selected? I mean, he gets to be the one. Gabriel gets the one to go down to Nazareth to tell Mary all the things that God's people had waited for, generation after generation, for these things to be fulfilled, things that God had foreordained even before the foundation of the earth, all these things. And now Gabriel, he's the one who gets to take this message to Mary. And so he does. And what a scene this would have been. I, I mean, he, he begins by speaking to her, oh favored one, the Lord is with you. There's a reason that God selected Mary. I, and we will be brief thinking about this. But there's a reason that God selects her. And again, the, the, the incredible things that we can see in her faith and her belief, even as she asks some, some understandable questions. But especially as we get down to that very last verse in 38, the incredible example that she is to us is as a, as a woman of faith. Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you, he says. It says, but she was greatly troubled, understandably. It's things like this that lets us know that this is a true historical account. If an angel shows up and nobody's impressed or surprised, that's a fairy tale, okay? If angels show up, everybody is going to be, oh my goodness, that's pretty interesting. You know, if, if, if a human being shows up unannounced, that's a little disturbing, but an angel? And so the angel shows up and she's shocked. What is this? And he says, don't worry, don't fear, Mary. He puts her at ease in that way. But what he is about to tell her, totally unexpected to her, we know it, we've heard the story a thousand times, but to Mary, must have been taken off guard, and that's an understatement. He says, what is about to happen to you is centuries in the making. Behold, he says, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus. That's from the Hebrew name Joshua, from the Old Testament, the one who would take God's people into victory, into deliverance. You will call the baby's name Jesus. He will be great and he will be the the son of the most high. And again, we hear that so often. We know that Jesus is the eternal son of God. And yet the angel says it two times here. In verse 32, he will be the son of the most high. And then down in verse 35, he will be the son of God. When we often think about miracles, if I were to ask, what, what do you think are the greatest miracles in the Bible? We, we might think about the, the parting of the Red Sea. We might think about the feeding of the 5,000. Something like that. Maybe the raising of the dead. All bona fide, very important, and astounding miracles, to be sure. But the eternal Son of God, born inside of this, this virgin's womb? How can that be? How could it be that the eternal God become man and not just man not even a, a full-grown man but a baby that can't talk that has an umbilical cord that's dependent on his mom for food and oxygen it's remarkable the miracle of all miracles here and the lord god will give to him the throne of david and so here's our old testament background here those things that were promised to david all the way back in second samuel chapter seven that there would always be someone on david's throne And yet his throne remains empty at this time in Israel. There is nobody on David's throne. And yet what we find with God is that over and over again, God's fulfillment of his promises exceeds our expectation. Not just an earthly king, not just a king who's going to live 70, 80, 90 years at best. There will be someone on this throne forever. Look at Well, you don't have your text with you. I'm used to saying that on Sundays. It's dark in here, even if you have one. But he says, and he will reign in verse 33 over the house of Jacob forever and to his kingdom there will be no end. God's kingdom will never end. It won't fade. It, is, it will never be in risk of being conquered. To his kingdom there will be no end. So Mary hears all these things. She hasn't responded yet back to the angel at this point. And she says to him, how will this be? i'm a virgin you know that right i'm not married i've never been with a man so it's it's interesting again this doesn't show a lack of faith it shows that she's trying to understand how is it that i'm going to be pregnant And, and, and so ultimately what we find here is one of the essentials of the christian faith the virgin birth he says this will be a work of the holy spirit within you this was not merely conception the way that others have been every other child in history has been conceived but rather. This is through the work of the Holy Spirit. He will come upon you and the Most High will overshadow you. And this child that will be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And she takes it and nods her head. Okay. And he says sort of, by the way, Mary, I know that you feel like, like this could, you could be the only one that, that sort of these, these things are going on in a special way, and it is certainly unique. There is no one else that is doing exactly and experiencing here what we see with Mary. It is unique, and yet he says that there is somebody who's kind of going through something similar. He says, your cousin Elizabeth, remember the one who is barren? Interesting here, the one who's never been with a man, the virgin, she's gonna get pregnant, and the one who was way past bearing age who's never been able to have children. By the way, she's pregnant too. She's a little further along than you, Mary. And so her cousin, uh, ultimately, and that what his son, her son, would be John the Baptist, the one who would pave the way, declaring the coming of the Messiah, declaring that Jesus is the, the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. All of this coming together for God's remarkable plan. Oh, and it is good. So much better than they could have ever anticipated. For nothing will be impossible with God. Remember that. Nothing will be impossible with God. That's a crucial part of the Christmas story. And then Mary's response, full of faith. She says, behold, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be to me as you say. Everything that you've said, angel, I don't know how it'll all work. I don't understand all the details. It seems to be above and beyond me. I am a poor peasant girl from Nazareth. No one knew who Mary was. She was not a woman of privilege. She was not a woman who had anything going for her in terms of what the world would have looked at. And yet God chose her, and she says, let it be as you have said. Remarkable story. And the angel departs. As we think about the Christmas story, we should think about Mary. The example that she sets for us but more than that, at the end of the day, the Christmas story is not about Mary. In the, in the end, it's not about shepherds and wise men. It's not about all these things as much as, as those things are part of the story. In the end, it's about that child, that child who had come as the Savior of the world to take away our sins, to restore what had been lost all the way back since Genesis chapter 3. And so as we go through this season, this is such a wonderful way for us to kick off the Christmas season tonight. Now again, I've already been so blessed and I look forward to more. But uh, let us be mindful of this, that our Savior has come and he's coming again.